Hello and welcome to Solely Soul. This is your podcast for all the latest in K-pop. This week has uh, it, so much is happening in K-pop right now. Like right now is the best time to be a multi-stand. Like why stand one group? With, well, not even stand. I don't want to force you to stand anybody, but just how? Why fo- like this week? How do you focus on just like one group with so many things happening? <laughs> so I, that, that's what our episode is going to be about today. We're going to get into all of the things happening in the world of K-pop. So enjoy, and I hope everybody's having a nice day, nice evening, nice night, wherever you're listening to this from. Um, let's just get into it. Okay, so starting off our show, our first story is none other than Got7. Actually, I want, first of all, before I even get into GOT7, I actually want to thank um, GOT7 fans because I actually, like, the episode where we discussed um, GOT7 departing um, JYP Entertainment, that's that's our most listened to episode, actually. So I just want to thank all the um, Agassiz who um, possibly tuned in or whoever tuned into it. But um, I just want to thank you because that's like that, that episode like blew up our podcast, to be honest. But sadly, no one really pays attention to these other episodes. But that's not my business. <laughs> but um, anyways, no, seriously, Got7 has had a whirlwind of like a month at this point, really. Because um, like, when actually when I made that episode, to be honest, like we, all of us were trying to be positive in, in like the k-pop world or got seven fans we were all trying to be positive and we had faith in them that they would actually um come around and really give us more music and i believe i think shortly after i put the episode out actually they did release encore i think if i have my timeline right i'm not sure but after that really we all of us were really uncertain as to when we would finally see them as seven members again performing or releasing stuff and whatnot and obviously over the past year, all seven members pretty much have released some type of solo work, whether it was full length um, EPs or whatever, or just singles or whatever. We we were fed, actually. <laughs> but um, yeah, but like I said, this whole time, we really had no confirmation of when, or not confirmation, but we had no timeline as to when we would actually see the guys back together. But anyway, this month, May has been like crazy for GOT7 fans. Like... It started, first of all, with Bam Bam, like, last month dropping hints. Well, I think all the guys had dropped hints. But Bam Bam had started it with, like, dropping hints that, like, they would get together. And then, obviously, we saw Mark at the airport. We saw Jackson at the airport. Like, all of them, like, just slowly came back together. Um, And then, um, all of a sudden, like, they just dropped this news on us. Well, first of all, they actually were a bit cryptic. They started off with dropping just social um, media handles for like you know obviously twitter instagram all that stuff and then like a day later they just dropped this album on us and we're like yo may 23rd album got seven self-titled you know you know (laughs) um and like that day on twitter was crazy like but um yeah they'll finally be back on may 23rd and this will be the first time since departing jyp entertainment and I'm not sure, but I think they might be one of the first few um, K-pop groups to actually, le- especially like leaving a big agency. Cause I think the only other group that has left a big agency 
and then continue to still go on. The only one I can personally think of is like Shinwa. Might be some more maybe that I'm not aware of, but that's like the main one I feel like that comes to my mind was Shinwa leaving SM and then they still went on to um, be relevant. But GOT7, actually, speaking of GOT7, um, today actually, I don't think this news was really confirmed, but it was put out there that apparently um, GOT7, all seven members, apparently now have the own the trademark and own the rights to the name GOT7. JYP Entertainment no longer apparently has the control over that, which is actually good news because that means that they can take full control of their career using still using the GOT7 branding and name without the money going to JYP entertainment because there are like copyrights a very complicated thing especially when it comes to like the entertainment world so this is actually a pretty big deal if this comes out to be true um because usually there are cases where sometimes like there's tricks sometimes like sometimes for trademark stuff if you walk away from something sometimes even if you still use the name you sometimes like have to like streamline money back to the um owner and all that so if got seven really owns their trademark then like that's everything like they can they can like they're good you know so um yeah like lots of stuff happening for got seven as you can clearly see this episode again is not scripted (laughs) that is something i want to work on because i feel like my thoughts i kind of just go all over the place I, i have notes in front of me but it's not really written out it's kind of just outlined for me to remember what to talk about but uh, anyways, back to GOT7. Yeah, so um, this weekend, actually, on the 21st and 22nd, they will be holding their fan meeting, fan con, whatever you want to consider it. But um, this will be their first time actually performing together seven since the whole departure thing. Because prior to that, um, I think wasn't their last, like, together, the last, like, group activity thing was... Um, probably the year in shows but didn't they do also a fan meeting i think then too and then obviously covid came and whatnot but yeah i think the last time we really saw them as seven was 2019 <laughs> um wait when did last piece come? wait no 2020 oh my god i'm wrong yeah yeah, yeah but, but anyways you know you know what i mean it's been a while since <laughs> since we saw the seven of them together so I, I can't wait. I'll be keeping up with that, and I'll make some more episodes giving updates on GOT7 and what's happening. Um, and actually, by the way, the highlight medley came out today for the album, and I, I don't know. I, I don't see a single, I don't hear a single bad song on there. Like, all those songs are songs that I can see myself putting in my playlist immediately. <laughs> so yeah, I'll have to, we'll just have to wait till the 23rd, and I'll probably have another episode up by then, and I'll probably discussing or reviewing the comeback. Okay. Anyways, now um, moving on, segueing. Um, yeah, see, I'm bad at transitions. <laughs> but anyway, we're transitioning into sticking with JYP Entertainment. Um, Got seven, even though they're gone from JYP Entertainment, a group that is still lighting up JYP Entertainment and um, keeping the lights on is Twice. <laughs> um, twice, like it is a good time to be a Twice fan right now because like so much is happening. Um, I don't even know where to start. I mean, I think the first part to start with is the obvious. They did this big stadium show, uh, these two two stadium shows actually this past weekend in L.A. And I watched um, the videos online and whatnot and stuff and saw all the little postings and it looked like people had a good time. But um, twice doing that show actually became the first female K-pop group to headline um, stadiums. Um, because the, the other group obviously is um, BTS, who did st- who have done stadiums around the world, America and whatnot. 
but um, this is a first actually for female groups to perform at a stadium um, in America. So good for twice. Um, and like, it's still like, oh my God, it's like, that's why I can't hardly talk because it's just so much I'm trying to remember and keep up with in my head. Um, after following those concerts, um, the group had released like these cryptic dates on their Twitter. Um, one date was for, what was it, June 24th. The other one wasn't like August 26th. Um, well, actually today we got lucky we found out what the June date was for. Because uh, they just dropped these dates on Twitter after the concert, and there was no, there was there was no video with it, no picture, no it was nothing. It was just these two sets of dates, so it felt very cryptic. <laughs> uh, but to, as we found out today, actually, Nyon will be the first member to venture into an official solo release, so that will be coming out on June twenty fourth. I don't really know. I don't have any expectations right now for it. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like I have much to, like, say about it, to be honest. <laughs> like, I don't know, because I feel like with a lot of these groups, to be honest, I, I, I never really get too invested in solo work. If the solo work is on, like, the group album and it's just, like, their solo in the album, I'd, like, listen to it. But to be honest, I don't know. I feel like I've just never been much of a fan when it comes to idol groups with solos, really. And I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, I mean, maybe I, I don't know. Like I said I don't have much of an opinion on that one, but I'll be I'll be looking out for her solo. Um, and keeping on the topic of solos and twice, all the members launched solo Instagram accounts this past week. Um, for a group like Twice, actually, it's considered a pretty big move because unlike some, cause there's some other groups that are more like um, less less restricted. And Twice is one of the groups that usually feels a little more, like, restricted. So it was actually a surprise for them to just, like, all of a sudden drop these, like, solo Instagram accounts. But it actually now, it feels like it kind of now makes sense then for Nyan now they have this solo album coming out and then the solo account. Because I guess maybe the company didn't want to really promote solo stuff on the group account. So it probably was, like, strategic marketing and timing to, like, drop these IG accounts and then announce the solo and all that so, um, and then finally, <laughs> I got catch my breath from like all of that. But um, finally, for twice, the last news is that tonight, um, tonight is May eighteenth. They'll be on the late show, late, late late show. No, the late show with Stephen Colbert. Um, as you may recall, during the pandemic stuff, when in twenty twenty, was it? Yeah, 2020 it must have been. When I Can't Stop Me came out, they did appear, well, not on the show. They appeared on um, Stephen Colbert's YouTube show, which is called Colbert at Home, which is where actually quite a few groups have appeared on that, um, including like TXT, Stray Kids, um, twice, obviously. But it wasn't like actually in the studio and it didn't even air on TV or anything. So this will be their um, late night show debut. Um so, yeah, uh, I'm looking out for that tonight, too. Uh, and no one knows what they're going to perform, but I'm assuming it has to be the feels. Like, I don't really picture them just, like, dropping something new or a surprise on there. It's probably just the feels, I'm assuming. <laughs> um, and lastly, um, as I was saying with the cryptic dates, they had also dropped um, a date for August, August 26th. And that date, we still have yet to find out what is special about that date are you going to drop a group album or is that for the next member solo uh so i don't know we got like we got to stay tuned it's a lot happening in twice land 
yeah. <laughs> okay, so our next story, um, sticking sticking with girl groups still actually. <laughs> um, Girls Generation like came out with some big news this week too. Well, not the group, but SM Entertainment actually decided to confirm what we have all been speculating for the, at least like the last year anyway. Really, they decided to announce and confirm that. Girls' Generation is, in fact, working on an album or some type of release to come out to commemorate their 15th anniversary, which will be in August of this year. Which is actually so cool, to be honest, because Girls' Generation had such like an impact on K-pop. And sadly for me, actually, I I had really I had just gotten into K-pop in a more serious or dedicated manner right when Girls' Generation released their final song, well, not final song, but their song before the hiatus. And I was so bummed, to be honest, because I went backwards and listened to their older stuff and I liked it. So I was kind of bummed that I just got here and then you're like going away. <laughs> but um, I'm happy to be here now to witness this of the 15th anniversary. Um, but SM didn't really declare much more than that. They simply just said, yes, they're working on an album. It should be out in August. That was the end of it. We don't really know where, will there be like a concert? Will there be like more TV show appearances? Because they did appear on you uh, quiz show uh, what's the name of that show but they did appear on that variety show like last year but um but yeah they didn't really give much else for us to like um know right now so maybe that's good possibly maybe maybe they're hiding something possibly maybe we'll get like a concert like I just said or something but I don't know we'll, we'll have to wait and see um but I, I know actually this week um Hyoyeon just um dropped her mini album Deep and Deep is actually good it's a bop um, I haven't really listened to much of the rest of the album, but I'll get around to that. But um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what, what they're going to drop. Um, yeah. So this this next segment is, is pretty much kind of just like a mixed bag of stuff where I'm just going to try to throw in other topics that don't require like a whole long portion. So in other news, um, 17, um, obviously they're going to have a comeback on the 27th of this month. And they just successfully had this big like fan meeting in Japan. Lots of people showed up. Don't know if any of you have seen the videos online and pictures, but that was a lot of fans. <laughs> but um, they also announced world tour. Um, this will be like their second world, tour, third world tour. I am not sure, but actually, but I, I saw them in 2020. Actually, they were my last concert. It was January 2020, and that was the final show before everything went crazy with like COVID. And I mean, stuff was bad, but we didn't know that. <laughs> but that was my final concert, actually, before like everything shut down and whatnot. So I feel like 17. I hold like a special place now with 17. Um, but yeah, they announced a world tour, and actually, they'll be back in my area again. Hopefully, I'll be able to see them. But something that I feel like we, we need to talk about with these K-pop groups is world tour. Like, I'm American, so <laughs> I, I, I'm i kind of lucky, especially where I live at and everything, I feel like I'm kind of lucky that a lot of groups come to my area, like, very close to where I'm at. But as far as the rest of the world and even other parts of the United States, K-pop needs to do a little better when it comes to these tours. Um, because isn't it like kind of annoying how these companies they'll be like world tour and then the tour is literally just korea japan and then like maybe five american dates and then it's like that's the world <laughs> um because what i'm finding a little we well it's not weird but actually i guess maybe it's smart marketing because some of these groups that are not super known i'm starting to notice are the ones that are venturing out and going to more states in america or smaller cities that aren't really known 
and even even parts of the world too to be honest there's like smaller groups that aren't super known going to these other parts but then groups that are really in high demand literally only know like korea japan and then when they come to america it's usually just like la new york maybe tech somewhere in texas possibly like chicago or something maybe a little canada date and then that's the end of it it's like the rest of the country just does not exist basically or whatever but i i feel like korea needs to do better plus to be honest i i think some of these groups probably it would benefit them in the sense of because at the end of the day k-pop is just about money that's all these companies are care about is money they don't even care about us i feel like <laughs> but some of these companies need to market better because if you send groups to further out not further out but places that aren't like i said especially in america places that aren't la new york dallas or chicago i think you would see more of a profit if you send some of these groups to like other places that aren't really visited that much such as like florida or or um i don't even know like like seattle i think stray kids actually announced like a, a date in seattle washington but these groups need to venture out more and they need to venture out more outside of america and send some of these groups to like europe and all that and stop like treating it treating the world like it's just america okay now that i got that off my chest speaking of k-pop outside of korea k-pop flex um i heard all the horror stories online um on twitter i was like just keeping up to date with that over this past weekend because plus like i mean I, the groups that were in it were groups that i'm like into anyway but i couldn't help but get wrapped up in the drama of like how bad allegedly it was with i saw some stories complaining that um they told them that the fans outside that water was free and then they ended up having to pay like seven u.s dollars for water i saw issues of people passing out because it was hot some people's vip access or whatever wasn't like um they weren't they didn't allow them or whatever to enter at certain times even for the last day i heard people saying that the show ended up starting an hour earlier than it was supposed to so i feel bad for um the fans who went to k-pop flex but i think something that you can learn from k-pop flex it actually just shows you how people these organizations that make these like festivals and whatnot they see us k-pop fans are like an easy target so they're willing to make these shows that aren't even um planned right because they know the demand is there they know we'll keep buying stuff or whatever but um but yeah i'm waiting for the documentary or lawsuit like i'm sure a couple months from now something's gonna come out about this because even even the groups were even apparently treated wrong where half of these groups like flew 13 hours to get from like korea to there and then when they get they got there a lot some of these groups were taken right off the plane and had to like perform as soon as they just stepped like on, in germany <laughs> so I, i'm waiting like i'm sure something's gonna come out about this in a couple months or something and i'm I'm even curious i really wonder do these groups even make money or get paid from even appearing at that because considering the way that these fans seem like they were treated and whatnot and things seem disorganized it just makes me wonder <laughs> But I mean, that's about all I can say on that. I mean, I wasn't there. I'm not over there in Europe, but I'm just basing this off of like experiences from what I read. Okay, and moving on to a positive note, BTS won. Um, didn't they win like four awards at the Billboard Awards? I feel like it kind of got ignored because they didn't attend. They won solo duo group. They won for best selling song. They won for. It was two more. I can't. I can't hear. I don't even know the titles. I don't have them in front of me, but. Congrats to BTS, um, but kind of a little bummed that they didn't show up. But I mean, I get it because they have a busy schedule. They're preparing for like proof and all that. 
but um that would have been cool actually for them to show up especially since they won this was their first time i believe winning categories that weren't specifically just related to like social media and whatnot because most of the other years they just kept giving that like top twitter artist award or whatever um but anyway yeah props to bts congrats to bts and our final topic before we close out this episode is um mld entertainment um they announced like a couple days ago that they're debuting this new girl group in june is it or sometime this summer or whatever but i just wanted to touch on that one so the group is going to be called lap lapsalis something like that i just want to talk about this because um i might make a whole episode talking about this topic in general because the issue that i simply have and it's not just me i think other fans on twitter were even drawing bringing out this concern that the company has Momoland. Momoland was very successful with Boom Boom, and they fumbled the bag like after it and didn't know what to do. It's like their situation kind of almost reminds me of like the Blackpink thing too, where it's like these companies get these groups, even though Blackpink isn't comparable in the sense that they're from like a company that had power and whatnot. But the thing is that I don't understand why groups do this. They get these groups. The goal should be success. When the group does become successful you fumble the bag and like mismanage them and don't know what to do it's like and that's exactly what happened with momoland where they had boom boom come out that was massively viral and successful and then it feels like from there that's when everything just went downhill for the group they lost members the company was mistreating the members wasn't paying some of them and blah 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 and then suddenly now they think all of a sudden hey we need a new girl group when you already have momoland who is still there even though it's only like five members now (laughs) you still have them and a lot of their songs that have come out in the past like their last four or five releases have kind of just been under the radar where if you're not deep into k-pop or don't follow them you probably didn't even know they released some stuff really to be honest because their newer stuff didn't really go nowhere really and obviously mld debuted was that last year or the year before they released that group t14 18 19 whatever the group is called that's a boy group i don't really think they're even that successful <laughs> And so I'm kind of worried about this group. I mean, this group, I think, will have someone who had participated in Girls Planet 999. Don't know if that's going to benefit them or not. I think they'll also, it said there will be some actress who's from some Filipino-Argentinian actress. But I don't know. I mean, I'm wishing the group luck. This has nothing to do with the, the group, but I'm just attacking the company that why not just work with what you already have and make them successful? And once that is proven to work, then grab another girl group so anyway I'm, I'm just hoping for the best for that group but the company i i just have weird feelings about that where i just ho- hope it doesn't go sour oh <laughs> uh, but anyways i think this is a good spot to end this episode um i tried my best to cover everything i might release like many episodes from now on because depending on how much news has come out per day i might just randomly drop some episodes recapping some stuff But anyways, for now, this is my first episode back, um, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. See you.